RadioInfluence.com. Hey guys, welcome in to this week's episode of the A Place for My Head podcast. I'm Jerry P. Tuck. He's Brandon Thompson. Uh, got a good episode for you today. It's something we've kind of touched on in the past, but never really gotten into. Uh, and that's, you know, what Brandon's gone through. Um, we've kind of tap danced around it a little bit. Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. Touched on it here and there, but never really got into the weeds of it all and how, and how it all like progressed and got me where I was and stuff like that. Right. Right. You know, we've kind of hit on the, the aha moment, but not everything that went into that aha moment. Right. 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 Uh, but before we get going, I, I want to send a shout out and, and some love to uh, Kristen Picard. She uh, actually hit us up on Facebook and uh, shared the podcast. And, and really, we had a great conversation uh, earlier this week. And, um, you know, on Facebook, she, she shared the podcast and said, ever feel like your bad day rolls into a multitude of crappy days? Well, yeah, that's the story of our lives, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, once in a while, maybe yeah. all the time. Might drive all the content we ever talk about anyway. Exactly. Uh, ever feel like you have to put on a put on the face of happiness to appease others? Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Depression and anxiety sucks, and we're not the only ones who think so. Here's an awesome podcast to listen to. It helped me exhale in relief that I'm not alone, and I shouldn't be embarrassed that I suffer from depression and anxiety. Hashtag get it out. Love it. That's awesome. It is. That's awesome. That's very cool. Kristen, we appreciate it. Thank and, you. Uh, you know, Kristen is kind of a, a voice and a, a face from our past. We all kind of got together back in, in the iHeartRadio days and, uh, you know, I haven't really heard from her much. But, uh, you know, friends kind of come and go. But, you know, sometimes things come up and they just pop up like bad pennies. So it was really cool to hear from her. Yeah. No. I mean, that's essentially how you and I got back together, right? Exactly. Wait, did that sound weird? I don't care. Stop it. <laughs> I love it when you talk like that. Yeah. Anyways, Kristen, thank you so much. And guys, we, we love getting feedback. We love hearing from you. Uh, you know, feel free to help us spread the word on what we're doing. Share us on social media. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes uh, and anywhere else you can, whether it's uh, Stitcher, uh, the iHeartRadio app, anywhere you can to help us get the word out on what we're doing. And um you know, I do want to say a quick thank you. Uh, I was a guest on Sharon Feckety's podcast earlier this week, <clears throat> as I cough up a lung, um, and uh, had a really great time chatting with her for a while. That podcast is called The Doctor Whisperer, uh, if you want to check that out as well. Uh, she's a big supporter of us and, and what we're trying to do. And, and you, one of the conversations we had was was kind of funny because, uh, you know, we were talking. She goes, it's so nice to see men talking about mental health. I'm like, mm. you know, I, I don't I don't know how you look at it, but I don't really look at it that way. I just look at it as us discussing it. Well, we're, yeah, it will. Essentially, that's what we're doing. We're discussing it as, you know, two schmoes, right? That are uh, called worse today. Cool. Well, I oh, that sucks. <laughs> Days young. <laughs> Threw me off for a second. Um, no, I, I think like what her point is, and I actually agree with her is is men uh, who go through these things are way, 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 way too sensitive to them and want to keep it, you know, internalized instead of vocalized. Right. And we're doing we're doing the unthinkable by being, quote unquote, little sissies and talking about our issues and problems and stuff. Don't be a pussy. Don't be a pussy, basically. Yeah. And she even said that when I joined her podcast a couple of weeks ago and it was hilarious. But, um, you know. It's like that masculinity that everybody's holding on to, the pride in, in men, and, and uh, the, the suicide rate is much higher in men. So it's like, 
whether we're just talking to talk and reach out to people and, and, and identify with people or, you know, we're actually being heard by a guy that is truly going through a lot of this shit and just cannot, he has too many surroundings, uh, people around him that are like, you know, that he's worried about coming out sort of like, you know, I've compared it to, and I, and maybe it's a bad comparison, but it's something that I, just comes to mind as like a football player that's gay. So last thing he wants to do is come out, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's a shame. It's the same thing with this stuff. So whatever we're doing, if it's, if it's, if it's helping out in, in the men category, cool, but that's not, I don't think that's what we wanted to do initially. Yeah, no. And you know, I, I want to make sure that we stress that this isn't based solely on men with mental health. You know, it's, it's everybody, it's, yeah, it's everybody, <laughs> you know, and uh, something you just hit on, you know, in the podcast that, that Sharon and I did, you know, to, to the point you just hit on and something that her and I discussed, um, it was one of those things where she goes, she asked me, she goes, well, you know, were you ever in therapy? And I said, well, I saw a therapist for, you know, about a year, year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know, did you ever feel shame while doing it? I sat there a minute and I was like, shame's not the right word. It wasn't shameful that I was there. It wasn't, okay, this is bizarre. This is weird. Um, why am I here? It, I'm ashamed of myself. I shouldn't be like this. Blah, 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 blah. It, it wasn't that. It was more. How did I get here? Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Totally. I, I get it. And that parlays into today's show. Yeah. My story. Your story. My story in depth. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into my story sometime. Something. You keep saying that. I'm we waiting will. for it. It's going to be a blockbuster. Oh, it's going to be. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> you think you know, but you don't know. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no. And, you know, I know in my situation, you know, there was a lot. A lot of my, I call it my downfall. My downfall came from a horrible medical malpractice situation that has caused lifelong damage and people in my world are sick of hearing about it, but you know, they don't realize the damage that it caused. And we'll, we'll talk about that. I promise we will talk about all that because a lot of the people around me, they know, but they don't know, mm-hmm. you know, they, they've seen the effects, they've seen the changes on me and you know most of them haven't been for the better but you know like i told sharon on her podcast it's one of those things that i didn't even realize it was going on right so you know i get it but we'll get into that but you know let's talk about your story all right <laughs> so we've okay we you know I've, we spent a lot of time talking about certain situations that, that sort of led me in different directions and, and caused my panic attacks and caused my anxiety at least i think um are direct correlations to uh the development of all that shitty stuff that we all hate um but you know and i've talked about my childhood and you know how taking medication and I, actually this story i'll just i'll put um I'll say it's going to be heavy medication, like talk and just my experiences with what, what, you know, has what I've tried and what people have given me or doctors have given me. Well, and, and let's preface this with, you know, this is just my experience, right? This is your experience. You know, medications are a touchy subject because yep. there are a lot of people that believe in them. There are a lot of people that don't. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that have great experiences. There's a lot of people that haven't. Right. So, you know, we want to preface this with, look, we've said this a million times before. We're not medical professionals. 
we're just speaking from experience and this is Brandon's experience. You yeah. know, this is his story. This is what this is what I experienced, what I quote suffered or, you know, whatever kind of side effects, you know, there's side effects to walking out the front door when we're done here. But um I'll just yeah, I'll just yeah. So this is not a suggestion by any means by me, uh, or Jerry or this podcast, uh, for professional advice at all. This is just what I went through. Um, and basically, you know, so everybody should know by now if, just to touch on a few things, but childhood dad's like, don't be a pussy, all that good stuff, whatever. And then my we internalize t- everything. Right. Right. So I had to just keep it all to myself because something was clearly wrong, but you know, I can't show people what's wrong because this is not something that a guy should be going through. Right. Um, and that goes along with seeing a therapist or a psychiatrist or any of those people. I think the first time I went to one was, um, I went to one shit when i was like the college years i was living in orlando so i wasn't even 21 yet um and i went to go see a psychiatrist and they put me on uh wellbutrin and something else it was a combination of these two things and it made me batshit crazy Mm. like batshit crazy um and uh, you know i didn't understand what was going on with me i I was just doing erratic things and stuff and uh, honestly i got I got violent a couple of times, violent in the sense of like slamming things, not hurting people. And so I stopped taking that shit right away and I'm young and stupid. So, you know, I just push all that shit aside. Eventually it runs its course. It's out of my system and I move on and things actually got better. And it wasn't until, you know, I got into the, the music industry and all that kind of stuff. And I really, uh, you know, and toward it to go out and I'd start to, I'd lock up, start sweating. It'd be cold to the touch locked and I can't, I can't move. It's like, the the twilight zone feeling of I'm paralyzed, but I know exactly what's going on around me right now. And there's people looking at me and there's nothing I can do. And I'm just locked. Um, and you know, dealing with episodes of that throughout like a three year period or so, um, was tough, man. It was really, really tough. Um, and you know, just undiagnosed at this point, not taking anything for it, just sort of dealing with it. Didn't really even know what it was. You know, I just knew that I had, I guess I was anxious all the time or something like that. Um, and then, you know, you, I have like genetics too, to where I have high blood pressure. So I have to take medicine for, for that. And even, even that has a bit of anxiousness in it because it's hypertension. So you're kind of like, like squirrely. You're jittery. Yeah. So, um, you know, I had to get that all, all, um, all taken care of and, and, and get, get my numbers right and stuff like that for my primary care. And along the way, I was taking, you know, regular meds to, to keep that under control. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking I'm like, I'm 30, I'm 30, 31 years old at this time. And I'm like, I'm on all these like medications. So it's not a ton, but like just taking blood pressure stuff, you know, you think it's supposed to be the 65 year old, seven year old guy taking this stuff, but it's genetics, you know, like doctors like, you really want to control this? I'm like, Sure will lose 20 pounds so i lose 40 and nothing changed you know it's just like right. at this point it's genetics right it's like fuck it well i'll just take it it's just a pill they get every morning whatever um but along the way my my anxiety started to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse to where you know i think i've said this a couple episodes ago where i would just make an appointment didn't need one but just made an appointment to go see my primary care just for him to say you're you're, you're fine just for him to tell me i was okay and then my anxiety levels just dropped and I left and I was, I knew I was okay. I was like, please right. look at me, please look at me, please look at me. You know, this, this goes back to the days of my, my fear of mirrors. I couldn't look in mirrors. I couldn't, um, I mean, any mirror, the rear view, 
know, pull the sun thing down and flap it open and take a look at your face. I could have food all over my face all day. If no one told me I had food all over my face all day because I couldn't look in a mirror. So we, we, we've talked about that before and I, I don't want to go back on it because like no, I said, fine. we have talked about it before, but did you ever figure out why? No, no. Like, I'm, like, was it a mental thing? Was it a subconscious? I don't like what I see thing. I've, Is it a, I've heard, um, cause again, I'm fascinated by that because I've heard of a lot of things, but I've never really heard of that. But the more, since we've had that conversation, the more I've thought about it, I'm like, okay, I, I kind of, I get it. Well, for me, like I would see imperfections and, and, and let that, let that kind of just, it would just steam. It would just, you know, um, it would just, what do you call it? That fucking tumbleweed snowball out of control. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and, and I just like, and then I'll look at at something. I'll look at something. I'll look at something because I got brave every once in a while, you know, and I'd look in the mirror and all of a sudden I'd be like, fuck, why'd you do that? Cause in my mind it's just destroyed for the entire day. Right. The entire day and other people that I've read about that actually um, th- had the same type of phobia as I did. Um, you know, the, the most common thing that I heard was their eyes were red, like their eyes were red and they, and they were like really insecure about it because she would, they would think that they'd be in the workforce or someone would be looking at them and be like, what's up with that guy? What's up with that guy? Smoking weed? 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 You know, and, and, and then you get really insecure about that kind of stuff, especially if you're in the workplace and you're trying to be professional. Um, uh, that was very common when I read that because I got fascinated by it too. Like, why am I scared of mirrors? Why the fuck am I scared of mirrors? I even wrote a really kind of dark poem about it. Um, but, uh, you know, then you think you're just looking in the mirror and you see something that doesn't look right. Maybe you're not, you don't have like eight rock hard abs. I definitely do. Like not. me. I've never had an ab in my life. I don't know. what it's, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. So who knows what's under there? So some people have like a six pack and eight pack. Yeah. You know, I've got my keg. Yeah. So I yeah, got I my keg you. too, man. I feel you. Yeah. So, you know, just the imperfections will go crazy. Of course. Um, but any, any, yeah, no, I just, I, I was just curious cause we never really elaborated any more on that. You know, if no, you figured that was, out but what, that was it. Cause I, okay. like, like I said, man, and I, I remember the worst time that I ever looked in the mirror. was at a Chili's in like Pinellas park. And I walked into the bathroom and I, I, I like walked in there and I guess it was like the lighting or something like that, but it made me look, look like pale and just, it, I looked sick mm. and, and I just ran back to the, to the, to the, the booth that my wife and I were sitting at. And this is before we had our daughter. So it was just her and I, you know, something we did on the weekends. We'd always go out like and have some lunch and whatever. And I was just like, man, I look like shit. I just look in the mirror. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I did it. She's like, you're fine. Look fine. Everything's good. And I'm like, yeah, it's easy, it's easy to say that, but you're not in this mess of a mind and body and like just wanting to rip your hair out because you don't want to feel like that anymore. Like, right. it, like, it's like, I can't keep doing this to myself over and over and over and over. Like what something's got to give. Right. So finally, um, I got enough nerve, I guess, um, to talk to my doctor, uh, my primary. Okay. And I want to, I want to, I want to kind of, kind of like take a step back real quick and say something. Sure. If you have a good relationship with your, with your primary care doctor who, who, you know, make sure, you know, that your, your, your testicles are good and you know, your checkups are good, your blood pressure, all that kind of stuff. Sure. have a conversation about what's going on in your head and whatnot, but that's not what they do. So just like I can't make the best recommendation on it. 
I mean, I'm sure they could make a better one than me, but I just would not lean on their on their suggestions. I, I, I would seek out a professional in that field. Right. Primary care doctors focus on the physical. Exactly. And, yeah, the the balls, <laughs> the balls. So, but but I mean, they focus on the physical. You know, they focus on the okay, A and B isn't working right. There's a scientific reason why A and B isn't working right. We're going to fix A and B. Here you go. Have right. a cast for six weeks. Bone will heal. Pretty much. You've got a sprained ankle. You know. You got the cold. You got the flu. You got you got strep throat. Right. They can take some antibiotics. That, so. Send you on your way. On your way. Yeah, they don't do mental health. Right. And the thing is, and this is something that I I think is highly debatable, but I don't think, honestly, with a controlled substance and being, whether it's, you know, I guess antidepressants, I don't think are controlled. They're not. They're not controlled. But like the benzo family, you know, the Xanaxes, the Klonopin, and uh, what I'll talk about, the Lorazepam, also known as Ativan. Um, you know, those are controlled substances and I don't think primary care doctors should be able to, to, um, prescribe those. That's just my opinion because of my story. Um, you know, there's a, you, if you're like me and you want to understand everything about what's going into your body before you take it, um, you, you, you would know all of the reasons why these drugs are good for some things and bad for others and whatnot. So, you know, one day I got enough courage. I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm, freaking out panicky like i don't know what to do i just i think it's anxiety i don't i don't know what to so long story short my doctor ended up prescribing me um ativan razapam um and i took that drug from day one uh just so anybody wants to know what it feels like to take a benzo uh in that family or ativan in general i was taking three two milligram pills every day. So like I take one in the morning, take one at lunch and then take one just before I went home and didn't feel a damn thing ever. So it wasn't like I was high or anything. Uh, I, I never felt anything. Yeah. You weren't high. You weren't low. You mm-hmm. were just there. I was just there. And, and truthfully, did, did I, do I think it helped my anxiety? No, not even the slightest. I think that in the beginning, maybe, um, but it became not a habit, but it became a, something I needed because I thought it was helping my anxiety. And if I didn't take it, then I'd be totally effed up, right? Um, so literally for two years, I'd, 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 I had that same like ritual. I'd take, I'd take one, take one, take one, take one, take one. You know? And what, what I found out is not only was it not doing anything, but it was probably bad for me because I had, I had grown immune to it. You know, like it didn't, you know, it, there was no good effects and it turns out with that family of drug, unless a doctor tells you otherwise, uh, you're only really supposed to take it for a short amount of time before they right. can find a, a real fix for you. And I have been taking this for two years. I mean, shit, <laughs> putting six milligrams of this stuff um, in my body every single day and it wasn't doing anything. And um, so... I went back to the doctor to go get a refill because I had to get these refills like every month. You know, they don't just give you like 90 days right. of this shit. I think they did one time on accident. I was like, woo, I have to go for a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, the my primary care ended up having like a revolving door for a short amount of time and ended up with this one doctor. And he's like, he's like, he's like, you know, um, I can't, I'm not going to prescribe this anymore because you shouldn't be taking it this long. So obviously real doctor knew his shit and he's like, you got it. You're going to have to go talk to a professional if you want to continue. And I'm like, 
cool, whatever. So I stopped taking it, you know, and then I had my freak out moment where I was at work and I thought I was about to have a heart attack. And just because I, f- I thought I forgot to take my blood pressure medicine. So I thought I was going to die. Therefore, I, I was going to die. So I hop in my car, leave work, go straight to the doctor, didn't make an appointment, just went and sat in the, in the, in the room or in the waiting room. And they charged me like an emergency fee or whatever it was. And I'm like, I don't know if I took medication. He's like, what the hell are you doing in here? And I'm like, I didn't, I don't know. I don't know if I did or not. And he's like, okay, don't worry about it. Take it in the morning. You'll be fine. I took my blood pressure. I was fine. And that, what, what that told me is I was like, I probably did take it, but I'm just freaking the fuck out because nothing is helping my anxiety at this point. And he's like, you're fine. You're fine. Get out of here. I'm like, okay. And that's when I knew I needed to go see, seek the, the professional help. And he didn't view that as kind of a sign to have you go to see someone. He just sent you home. Yeah. That's why I'm saying like the primary wow. care doctors, like, yeah. you know, and I'm not trying to call any of those guys. No, out no, 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 no. Of course. But it's just my story. Yeah. I mean, look, just a lay person that's not in the medical field. That's kind of odd. Right. You would have thought that would have triggered. Hey, what's going on here? Right. Exactly. And, and, and so it took the courage within me to say, let's go, let's go see the right person. Right. And, and I finally did that. And, and that's when my whole life changed, like everything changed. And so to stay on medication, you know, I went in there and talked to him like, what are you taking now? I was like, I'm taking all this Ativan. Um, and if anybody's familiar with Chris Cornell's death, uh, died by suicide, uh, he got into like, there was an accident of some sort. I think he was like, he admitted that he was addicted to, Oxycontin or opi- opi- opioids um, uh, for about 14 years or so and had been off them clean for a long time. And then I guess either, you know, messed up a, a body part of some sort and then uh, was going through that. And the doctor prescribed him Ativan or Ativan, mm. right? And on the day that he, um, you know, died by suicide, he, uh, he had taken two doses of it and he was up to four milligrams. At, at the time of his death. And you were taking six. And I was taking six. <laughs> so okay. just to... Put things in perspective. And, 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 and if you read the side effects of any benzo or any antidepressant, or if you do this, or if you do that, or if you do this, or if this, 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 pretty much every single one of them says you'll have suicidal thoughts. So that's like, I get like really weird about it because if I had been taking something for a while, I'm like, you need to taper off, right? You can't just like cold turkey, stop it. Um, because that shit is real because well, yeah, yeah, there's that, a pill messing with your brain and then you stop and then the what? Yeah, no, that that's true for any medication. Mm-hmm. You, you see the commercials, you know, you've got this, whatever cholesterol drug that mm-hmm. causes, you know, the, the sniffles, uh, a sore throat, yeah. um, you know, liver uh, failure, liver failure, <laughs> anal leakage. Uh, yeah, yeah all you, that. your dick won't get hard. Yeah, uh, all that, know, all of it, all of it. But you know, it's a little different when it, uh, chemically affects your brain yeah yeah oh my god yeah so you know i was on six not and i don't i don't think that's you know who knows what happened in that scenario with him you know he dealt with addiction and maybe you know maybe he he took too many and he maybe he felt guilt at that point and he was like fuck this what like i'm going right back down that road that i fucking hated myself for uh you know same with chester and stuff like that we talk about him a lot but he had a beer and a half in him you know he told his old former bandmate in gray days that every day I wake up in the morning and when I go to bed at night, I 
every single minute situation, hour on hour, I'm thinking about drinking. I want to drink. And he's like, this is just, it sucks. Like I, you, it doesn't matter what we're doing. You know, I could be at a theme park with my kids and I could think, there beer here? They got booze here? Like whatever, like, you know, and and that's how he's like, it, it just, it's draining and stuff like that. And um, he told a lot of people he never wanted to be by himself because that's when, that's when he's like really mean to himself and all that kind of good shit or bad shit. Um, and he, he happened to be by himself and he happened to drink a beer and a half and maybe he felt that guilt of going down that road again and he failed himself and his family and all this shit and they were going to have to deal with the repercussions because he had a beer and a half. Maybe it's going to hit the tabloids. Maybe it's going to, you know what I mean? Right. I'm just, I'm just, you know, guessing at this point, but I mean, I can only imagine what could be going through our mind like that. Right. After you're supposed to be sober for six, eight months, whatever it was, whatever the case may be. Um, and you just, you're like, fuck this. I'm not doing it anymore. You know? So anyway, Going back to the drugs and all that kind of stuff, I told uh, the professional that I was like, I'm taking this. And he goes, whoa, that is way too much. I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? And I, I, I not, not with antidepressants, but I have a very similar story Yeah, when it comes to prescription drugs. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, they're a motherfucker. Uh, in my situation, and yeah, I promise I'll elaborate more on it, but... Um, you know, after my, my medical procedure, um, basically my entire adrenal system and endocrine system flatlined. Mm. So like, I mean, it just wasn't working and they put me on uh, hydrocortisone mm-hmm. steroids. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, you know, this will help boost things back up and, and get things going. You won't be on them that long. So I started out, I think it was like 30 milligram, three months worked great. Then it just quit working. Okay, well, we're going to up it to 45. Okay. Again, three months. Quit working. I spent six years taking 120 milligrams of hydrocortisone a day. That's a ton. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And I I mean, I I went through a million doctors. Mm -hmm. And finally, I found one that went, what in the hell is going on here? Mm -hmm. Why did this happen? And not that they were blaming the doctors that kept doing it. And you're asking yourself, how did I get here? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You know, and it's like, okay, well, they were treating each individual symptom instead of looking at the big picture. They weren't putting the puzzle pieces together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would run into a situation where it was like, okay, well, and it was bizarre because and I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like jump on this, no. but I, I understand totally where you're going with yeah. this because that amount of steroids ultimately jacked me up permanently. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm dealing with a lot of issues now as a result of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally, I've put on 120 pounds since I got sick because of all the steroids. Yeah. So yeah, I, I totally, I can yeah. to, different, different circumstance, but I can totally relate to what you're talking about. Does it fuck with your head? Oh yeah. Okay. Then we're on the same page, mm-hmm. bro. Doesn't matter. Doesn't oh my matter. God. Yeah. No, I, please continue. I, I totally, yeah. And again, you know, sometimes, you know, we get in trouble for being too open and honest about things, but I don't, I don't give a shit. I don't give a damn. I, I would rather be open and honest with you guys. And you know, again, I had somebody just this morning reach out to me and go, Thank you for doing what you're doing. I can relate to this. And it's like, mm-hmm. bingo. Yeah. 
you know so again we're not trying to paint ourselves out to be the victims we're not looking for pity we're not looking for sympathy we're just sharing our stories yep so please continue so you know as i'm sitting there telling my doctors i'm taking six milligrams a day of this shit it's like whoa 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 way too much way too much way too much i'm like okay whatever it doesn't do anything for me anyway so what what are we gonna do so he wanted to replace i believe the amount that i was taking with a lower dosage or something stronger so so now i understand how these guys work a little bit so there's when you get outside of Ativan, then comes uh um Kalanapin and and xanax so xanax is something that works very fast and has a short life when you take it Klonopin works a little slower, but they're both a lot more powerful than Ativan. So he was like, look, well, we need, we need to taper you down from this stuff. So let's, let's put you on, I think it was like four, maybe four milligrams or maybe like, yeah, four milligrams of Klonopin. Um, so I, you know, I could take two a day if I needed. Uh, and I, I took one, <laughs> I took one two milligram clonopin in the morning like I was used to for the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Dude, dude, I could barely hold my head up. Mm-hmm. I was it was just making me so tired and I was like fading. And you know, and I, I like I had to leave work. I'm like, I can't like this is not like so I made the decision on my own that I was only gonna take one. So I was splitting them in half and I even told him that in the next video. I was like, dude, this was way too powerful. And he goes, Well, it's a different whatever, blah 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 blah. So you know, it's like, it's like kind of like you were saying, you know, you go and get different opinions or uh, you try new things. It took a while until we finally figured out what kind of cocktail that they, that they call it works. Well, and the thing is, you know, you go to a doctor and you think, okay, well, who am I to question the doctor? These right. guys are experts. No, no shit. I mean, right. you listen, you do what they say. Exactly. Absolutely. But I think that's why it's important when you go see professionals like that who actually listen to you and, and know like there's triggers and there's things that they, you know, they can, they can identify with and automatically know what's going to help. Um, and it did help, <clears throat> but he, but I was open and honest with everything. Right. I was like, how else am I going to fix myself? if I'm not like open and honest. So I told him, you know, like that, that, that Klonopin put me on my ass. So I, I started just taking half and I was even breaking that up in half. So, um, just to get, you know, used to the, the drug itself. And then, then there was the antidepressant conversation. So it's like, you know, the things that surround antidepressants, right, are, you know, women in particular get really um, worried about them because of the side effects. But really, I think that a majority of the of the antidepressants that are, that are out there um, cause you to gain weight, right? right. And, and I looked at the doctor and I said, hey, I don't want to feel this way anymore. So if I get fat, fuck it. Like, whatever. Like, I just want to, I want to feel better, man. Right. Like, I, if, if I want to be a little skinny, you know, anxiety ridden dude, cool. No. Or be a little fat, happy guy. Like, whatever. Let's be fat, happy guy. Right. Um, you know, and uh, there, you know, there are a few options out there, but I was like, I want, the, I want something that is just reputable and the number one thing that can help people with anxiety. I mean, because that's all I had, really. I wasn't, like, manic depressed or anything. I wasn't depressed where I couldn't get out of bed, you know, and, 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 and things of that nature. I really just had anxiety, man. And so we tried Zoloft, and <laughs> goddamn, man, that stuff changed my life. And I've never openly talked about it. 
Um, but yeah, Zoloft is a wonderful thing and yeah, you can get fat as fuck from it. But, um, if you, if you can figure out ways to combat that, um, you, you know, you can be very successful in your path to feeling better. And quite honestly, I mean, here I am today and without making those decisions and going to see that person, um, you know, it was interesting because I remember when we interviewed Sharon, uh, for the first time about her book and she was taking Prozac, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, and, and, and I, and I was like, Hey, how is it like coming off of it? I was like, kind of, you know, cause I'm sitting there over here like I'm on stuff. I'm on stuff. Now. Right. <laughs> and, and when she was like, yeah, like we took it for a short bit and then I came off of it and my road was, was set and I was ready to go. And I'm like, damn. And I was like, you know, some people need medication, like maybe their entire life. Right. And she was, and you know, I mean that right. conversation cause I was talking about myself. Right. Um, because you know, without, without that, that, uh, I mean, that thing, it just fixed me. I, I don't understand how else to describe that. This just, made me a different person it just made it all aspects of life i mean my wife is like jesus man or like things that i would just lose my shit over like if if someone came by our house we had this really long driveway and if they cut the corner a little too sharp and they drove in my grass in this corner (laughs) i would flip the fuck out i would yell at people that did it I would yell at everybody around me and then I'd go to like Home Depot and I'd get two pieces of sod and I'd go fucking fill it up and then <laughs> it would get to grown real nice and then someone would fucking wreck it again and I'm like, oh, damn it, I, like I didn't know what to do and I would just kill people now. It's like, but, it was, it, but it was all trivial stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I get it. Yes. I mean, the dumbest, dumbest things, trying on clothes, being in, you know, uh, indecisive about every fucking thing, like just not able to make a decision all that shit just vanished one day. Right. And I'm like, whoa, this is great. Like, I'm happy. I'm a person again. Guess what? I'm looking in mirrors like, like a champ, you know? And I did. I gained, I gained like fucking 40 pounds, man. But I, but I had to go through it all to get where I am. And then, you know, we did things to combat like all that stuff. And, and, uh, you know, I started to watch what I eat, what I eat and stuff like that. And I'd rather, you know, like, not eat a carb for the rest of my fucking life and be happy like I am right now. Um, then be like I was years ago, man, like years ago. So the conversations that started off with him were, I'll see you in 30 days. I'll see you in 30 days. And I come back and report how I felt, what was going on, what are side effects, what's going on, what's going on. What's going on. And until like, I don't know, I don't even know what the time period was, but it was, it had to be at least like four, four or five months of going to talk to him until now I just go there and he's like, what's up, man? How are you? And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> like awesome awesome it, there's a little chart that's like, i wish people could have just seen your face I know. Great. Yeah. <laughs> there's a little chart you fill out and it's like how do you feel from the last time you were here and you know i want to always circle 10 but now i've just been circling nine just well, to a little bit of like a little <laughs> bit of why aren't you at a 10 man what is going on and i'm like look doc is anybody ever really at a 10 is anybody ever really at a 10 i mean there's all kinds of bullshit i, I love on. the little chart where it's like one through five with the smiley faces yeah yeah and it's like yeah. number one is the smiley face that looks like it's gonna yak yeah yeah number two is Mm. Yeah. Number three is eh. Number yeah. four is woohoo. Number five is hot damn. I'm yeah, here. here. They should have one that's got got you know the middle finger. Like, <laughs> that's how I feel. That's yeah. how I right. But uh, no, I mean every time I go in there, it's the same conversation. We bullshit about life and you know work and and life choices and stuff like that. Marriage and kids. I mean it's just it's a, it's a cool. I I like him. Like right. I look forward to seeing him every month. Um, 
and you know don't be scared to go down that road and don't be scared to sit on some dude's couch in an office and be like i'm fucked up you know like it's fine it's fine you could end up like me but i mean you know my my story and my path and the stuff that i took and is 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 me you know it might not be you or your friend or your sister, brother, mom, dad, whatever. Because there's all kinds of different shit out there, like with bipolar and schizophrenia. Like there's all these, all this stuff, right? The one thing in common is you're not alone. You're absolutely not alone. And, uh, you know, uh, every everybody's story, everybody's situation has a chance to, to, to get better. Every one of them. No doubt. And if I can think that doing this would label me a pussy for the rest of my life. I'm a pussy. You know what I mean? And, and, but again, it was the, it was a life changing moment. Um, a period of time that has led to such amazing things like sitting right here, right now in front of you talking about something that anybody with anxiety would be like, no, my God, like no way they're not going to do it they're not there's no fucking way i couldn't look at a microphone bro i would have ran out this room so fast so i think our first podcast i must have polished off at least four cores cores uh as my friend and i call them cores lattes um (laughs) (laughs) just to see if i could get through it and i'm like just for the record i can vouch because he was sitting here pounding them while we were doing it so yeah he's he's not wrong (laughs) if you go back and listen i was jealous i i kind of wanted a latte i just the, saying. the first episode you might have heard me like in the in the corner like cracking him um but i i learned that day i didn't need him you know i didn't need him it was just one hurdle after the other so i've, I've now beaten mirrors microphones uh cameras video cameras things that i would just run run be so scared of uh public speaking um so many things that i would just cower uh, and just like shrivel up and just want to die. Not literally, just want to just get the fuck out of there and run social anxiety, man. There have been times you go to a social gathering, maybe you know everybody, maybe you don't, maybe you don't know anybody. And you're like, okay, okay, okay. all right, I'm, I'm, I'm be fine, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, I'm fine. Then somebody comes up to you and asks you a question, you're like, I can go to the bathroom and then I'm out. <laughs> Bye. You know, the old this, Irish exit. Yeah, yeah. Well, my friends call it the Houdini, but. <laughs> Like, it's just, you know, that shit doesn't have, I don't have to deal with that shit anymore. And that's really fucking cool, to be honest. Like, really cool. And, and I can breathe, you know, and and I can be in spaces and I'm fine. And people can drive on the grass and I'm just grass. I mean, that shit just doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, I would freak over stupid shit, stupid shit. Like stuff being on the counter, stupid shit. Like, why is this on the fucking counter? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like. This dumb stuff that I just don't, I just, not that I don't care. It just doesn't bother me anymore. I'm all right. I'm good. So I'm guilty of it, you know, cause I had never been open about, you know, the end result I was said, I went and, you know, went after help and I went and got help and stuff like that. I've been open about that to an extent, but I never really kind of continued on to the final result is what made me all right. But that's it, man. So you know, those out there that are on medications and stuff like that, don't feel bad because I know you're happy. Um, or maybe you're not and you need to go talk to the person that's, uh, that told you to take what you're taking and maybe it needs to be evaluated, especially if it came from a, a primary care doctor. Well, and, and, you know, truthfully, a lot of people should be able to relate 
to your story because you're you're sitting here talking and, and sharing your story and in my head I'm running through my hit list of, of friends and people I know I'm like yeah that sounds familiar and yeah that sounds familiar but these people haven't haven't gotten that help yet mm-hmm. you know they haven't had their aha moment right you know so you know it, that's huge. It is and, huge. And, and the thing is, you, you can't help somebody that doesn't want help or that doesn't get there on their own. Right. You know, you can try to force it on somebody, but it's only going to backfire and it's not going to work. Right. And you're just going to piss the person off, mm-hmm. you know? So trying to force this on somebody isn't the way to go. No, you no. Know, everybody, you have to make up your own money. You have to want to do it. Everybody has to get there on their own. And, you know, this is your experience with, you know, Zoloft and, and, and Ativan and, and these drugs. Just a bunch of benzos and, and antidepressants. And then even like the Wellbutrin back when I, before I was 21, you know, that was a horrible experience. Right. And it was stacked with something. I don't know. I was taking it in combination with two. I forget what it was, but that shit was horrible. But then I actually took my time with this guy and he took the time with me and and you know we figured it out along the way and we there's some stuff that i was taking then i never took again you know whatever and um and like i mean it's not it's it's not a big deal now but like if i can just if i can say anything to anybody out there that's questioning it or thinking they need to go seek help uh or go talk to a professional to figure out what's going on with them had I known this back when I was like locking up and all that kind of stuff, oh God, I would have loved to have had this figured out then instead of waiting so long because you get to those points where it's just like you want to pull your hair out and you're like, I can't, is this really how I'm going to live the rest of my life? Am I going to feel like this one of my grandpa? Like I can't, there's, that doesn't make sense to me. Like it's, there's got, something has to give, right? And uh, the way I feel right now, knowing that I never have to feel that way again is I like it. I get super emotional almost like I want to cry because it's like such a good feeling to be okay. Right. Like, okay. Well, the the one thing I want to stress, you know, I don't want Brandon's story and his experiences with medications to sway someone away from taking a Wellbutrin that didn't work for you. Yeah. Because certain, certain drugs work differently for different people. Mm -hmm. You know, what works for you may not work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. So please don't, if you're on one of these drugs and you're hearing about, you know, a horror story from someone, don't be afraid to take it because you think it's going to affect you the same way because drugs don't work that way. Right. No, not at all. And, and, and just because it's an antidepressant doesn't mean, you know, the Wellbutrin, Zoloft, all these different things are, you know, anybody with some type of mental thing can take them. Like I said, there's bipolar, there's schizophrenia, right. there's, you know, all these different areas of mental illness. Zoloft for me, that, that drug alone is, is like, it's number one is to treat anxiety. Right. Even though it's an antidepressant, it's, that's, it's focus is anxiety when I don't know what Wellbutrin's focus is. All I know is I took it and I didn't like it and I, whatever. And I was young and stupid and dumb and all that. This time, you know, this worked and, and the, the biggest side effect that they would tell me about was weight gain. And I don't know, honestly, I don't know if it's like, uh, and I've tried reading so much about it. Like, I don't know if it like triggers something in the brain that makes you hungry and that's just what it is. Or if it's cause I'm fucking happy right. and I'm not, you know, it's probably a combination of, you both. know, like I'm happy. So therefore it's like, oh, I'm hungry, you know, whatever, but kind of, I'm, I'm sure it's a combination of both. It's gotta be, it's gotta be because, because depressed people don't eat happy people. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm following you. So, I mean, again, that's just that's me, and uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do all this fun stuff right now if it wasn't for you know facing the fact that I need to fix myself a little bit. 
That's awesome. And, uh, um, you know, I think my case probably is very, very mild, even though it seems very big in my, in my brain, but, uh, man, it's helped me make better decisions, um, work better with people. Um, it's helped me, I can name so many things that it's, it's improved and, uh, stress levels have gone so far down to what they used to be just because I don't have like a fuck it attitude, but I do have this, like, I'm not going to let that get to me. So I'm going to push that off a little bit. Like that's, that's, that's over there for right now. I'm not going to stress out about that. Your, your, your shit storm in your life isn't going to be poured onto mine and I'm not going to feel it kind of thing. I've been able to, uh, to sort of maneuver around that kind of stuff too. So there's so many positives I have from the end of my story. Um, but you know, that's just my story. That's awesome. And I'm sure a lot of people out there can relate and we'd love to hear from you. So, you know, feel free to hit us up on social media. I'm at Jerry P tuck. That's, uh, obviously Jerry with a J P tuck P E T U C K. He's everywhere. He's at Brandon promo. So uh, make sure to hit him up there. We're on all of the social media platforms. Um, You know, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your stories and you know what you're doing to what, what was your aha moment? What was your, you know, big solution or, or, you know, what, what have you found that's helped you? We'd love to hear from you. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening next week. We are going to uh, talk a little bit about, you know, online therapy sessions, but I, I kind of want to piggyback on this episode. You know, I, I've been talking about it for a while and talking about, you know, stuff that's gone on with me and, and what's led me to where I'm at. And, you know, I, I think following this episode, I, I think that's kind of where we want to go with this. So next week, we're going to talk about how I'm at where I'm at. And uh, we'll, we'll do that online therapy episode probably the week after. Um, but guys, I appreciate you guys listening and, and, and downloading the show. Help us spread the word. Uh, you know, I'd like to think we're, we're, we're trying to do some good stuff. And again, you know, we're just a couple of, of, of guys just trying to start the conversation. We're just like you guys, you know, we're not professionals. We're trying to figure out our shit the same way you guys are trying to figure out your shit, mm-hmm. you know? And, and like I've said before, at the end of the day, we're all in this crazy boat together. So we might as well all, you know, paddle in the same direction. <laughs> so that's, that's, <laughs> we'll call him the skipper and I'm Gilligan. So there you go. <laughs> Guys, again, thanks for uh, downloading the show. We appreciate the time. Thanks for letting us uh, into your lives for a little bit. And uh, until next week, don't forget to hashtag get it out. We'll see you guys next week. This is a Jim Fannin Show Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Today's one day, but to not laugh today, to not hug today, to not smell some flowers today or listen to some music that makes me tap my feet and actually get up and dance even though it's a crazy commercial. Seriously, life is fleeting. Life is short. You're going to wake up one day and realize, huh, I think I've got more past than I do future. You could do that when you're 70. I'm 70. Huh. Now, let's see. Do I have more past in my total life, or do I have more future? Well, I will live to 125. Hopefully, science will catch up to let me pass the 150 mark. I'm inviting all of you to my birthday party, by the way, at 125. I'm jumping out ass naked in a cake 
on my 125th birthday, you all invited. You got to laugh every day. You got to have fun every day. The Jim Fannin Show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.